Welcome to Bullies Be Gone, the podcast. Bullying sucks, guys, but we can't overcome it alone. We need help to get out of it and to replace it with kindness in our lives. And that's exactly what we're doing here on Bullies Be Gone, the podcast. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's jump in. What is up, everybody? Welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. Today, guys, I am so excited about today's podcast. We dive into a conversation that I had with the one and only Colin Karchner. We talk about a lot of different issues that today's teens and students face and the different things that we can do to help them. But before we do that, got to pay the bills. So to give a little bit of background to what's about to go down, a few days ago, Colin Karchner reached out to me and asked if I could be on his podcast and talk about bullying. I was so excited. Colin Karchner is one of those speakers who is known nationally. Um, He created his own national holiday called National Delete Snapchat Day. He speaks at schools around the nation. He's given a TED Talk. He's an amazing dude. And he is spreading positivity and awareness every single place he goes. He advocates for his kids and is trying to help get everybody off of their smartphones and to enjoy their childhood while they can. Anyway, guys, please enjoy this. Mom, dad, watch it with your kids. It's going to be juicy. Let's jump right in. And so with me today uh, is a school counselor out there, um, and his name is Nate Webb. Now, Nate started a uh, page called Bullies Be Gone, which we'll talk about later. Uh, but thank you so much, Nate, for joining me. Welcome to the Concord Podcast. You're here. Welcome. Thank you so much, man. We got the studio so audience. Happy to be here. So happy for you to be oh, here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, Nate, introduce yourself real quick. Um, and how you got into this. Yeah, so like, like, like I said, thank you so much for having me here. So, thank um, you. But yeah, so I grew up in a small town, um, Blanding, Utah. Okay? Just a small town, boy. Small town. Living <laughs> in a freaking lonely world. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, so when, so I have horrible vision. Horrible vision. vision like with, vision. oh, I see. Glasses. Okay. Glasses. Like I'm wearing contacts right now. Um, my glasses can stop a Ruger 1022 bullet. Jeez. Okay? Like literally that, that, that red rider BB gun's got nothing on my glasses. Bulletproof. Um, but because of that, I had, my eyes were huge. And so in kindergarten that yeah. put a, a bullseye on my back. Yeah, for sure. You know, because I was different. And at first it was just name calling and you know, it escalated. And throughout my whole childhood, I got bullied relentlessly and I had to learn how to overcome it because, you know, by the time teachers see it, it's been going on too long. It's yeah. habit. Kids know how to hide it by the time it's getting that far. And I learned how to get past it and become a better person for it. And I kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Um, and then after, so I served a mission for my church. And after I got back from my mission, um, I wanted to go into school counseling. You know, I was getting ready for grad school and I was thinking, man, what else can I do to help more people? And then I thought of my experiences as a kid getting bullied. And I'm like, maybe I'll start this Instagram page and this YouTube channel and talk more about how I empowered myself so that I can help empower others. Yeah. Um, and that's how I started down this road of speaking to schools and talking to people about how they can overcome their bullies yeah. and become their best selves. So let's, let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, we were talking, uh, talking before we hit record all about, um, uh, how you are teaching kids about this. So explain to me how, how, how are you, uh, I mean, high school by that age, a lot of kids have already been exposed to this. It's been oh, yeah. uh, so detrimental to a lot of kids. Uh, how would you explain this to, uh, you know, an elementary age, uh, uh, student, uh, what bullying is and, uh, and what they need to do if they're being bullied? Well, I mean, first off, I, when I talk to, I talk mostly middle schoolers, right? Yeah. Um, but let's like, if I had a, a five or six year old, 
yeah. that, you know, they're like, well, what's bullying dad? Um, I have a two year old, so I know it's coming up soon. Sure. Um, but I would say like, it's when someone else treats you bad a lot because they feel bad. Yep. Mm. Um, cause it's a power imbalance. They feel bad. They're going to go out to someone who they think is weaker and make them feel bad mm-hmm. because something in their life isn't going right. Um, with me as I was growing up, I mean, the first time I was stuffed in a trash can, I was in fifth grade. The wow. first time I went to the locker, I was in sixth grade. I got shoved in a dumpster about two minutes before I was supposed to march in the homecoming parade in the band. Oh boy. Um, you know, it was rough. And then, and then also in fifth grade, um, I was told at one point, like, hey, you can't play kickball with us. You're the glasses kid, so go back inside. Um, so I went back inside. And I went to just sit back down in my in my seat because, you know, sometimes kids just flop when they're mad. Yeah. Um, and I flopped in my seat, and my neighbor buddy, he he decided to hold a pen underneath me because oh. that was real oh. funny. So, yeah, that was that was a great surprise. Jeez. Um, but during all this time, you know, I was getting ready to head into high school, and my dad sat me down, and he said, Nate, <laughs> do you know who you are? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm Nate. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm me. Your son. <laughs> Dad, are you okay? <laughs> um, and he's like, no, no, no. What, what I mean is, do you know who you are? Because I feel like you're letting these kids determine who you are. You're believing all these words that they're saying about you, and you're letting that decide who you are. You know, at that point, I was trying to impress anybody so that they would accept me. I was doing things I wasn't proud of to mm-hmm. ex- to to impress a group of people I didn't care about yeah. just to get acceptance. And it wasn't working. It doesn't work. Um, and so when my dad asked me, well, who are you? I had no clue because I totally lost sight of who I was. Um, and I was like, I don't know, Dad. How do you know who you are? He's like, well, who do you want people to think of when they think of you? And then strive to be that person. Yeah. And as soon as I had made the realization of who I wanted to be and had made those changes in my life to be that person, those bullies, man, they lost all of their power because they no longer had any weight on what they said. Yeah, their words could hurt, but I knew it wasn't true. They could come up to me in the hall, push me up against the locker and say, hey, dude, go find some friends. No one likes you. You're dumb. You're an idiot. Go away. And I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, man. That's not me. And maybe, just maybe, you don't know who you are. And maybe, just maybe, that's why you're treating me the way you're treating me. And you're saying this to them, right? You're like, you know what? The, you know, I feel bad for you. Oh, yeah. And these kids are looking at me like, what? <laughs> what? 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 My, my brain cells just popped. All two of them. Um, <laughs> oh, and, snap. <laughs> um, and, and, and it allowed me to feel empathy yeah. for these people that were treating me bad because I realized that their lives weren't great either. In fact, their lives were worse than mine. And because of that, they were taking it out on me. But I'm sorry, bro. I'm not your puppet. That's not me. But here's the thing with bullying. Just because you're not letting them do stuff to you or you're not letting it affect you mentally doesn't mean that they stop doing it. Yeah, It's basic psychology. They're going to keep on doing that behavior until it's extinct because it's been reinforced for a period of time. Um, and so then I learned how to focus. Focus on two things. What I could control and what I did have. See, a lot of people, a lot of kids right now, they're focusing on what they don't have and what they can't control. They cannot control that COVID-19 has them at home all the time. Mm -hmm. They cannot control the things that other people say to them. They cannot control the things that other people do to them. I couldn't control my bullies. I can't make them not bully me, but I could control me. Yeah. 
I could control if I was kind to other people. I could control if I made other people feel good. I could only control me. And when you focus on the behavior of you and you alone and you don't worry about the actions of others, the weight of the world is lifted off of you because you are no longer carrying their actions on your head. That's on them, not on you. Mm -hmm. And then when you can focus on the things that you do have, you can allow yourself to feel gratitude. I didn't have a whole lot of friends. I wasn't able to wear the name brands, the cool things that my friends had, Under Armour and Nike and Adidas and all these cool sports brands that their parents probably bought their brother and they're wearing every, you know, hand-me-downs for days. But I didn't know that. I just thought they were cool. Um, I still had clothes. I had loving parents. That's a lot more than a lot of my bullies had. I had a great family. I had a lot of talents. I played the trumpet. I was a drama person. I, I was in the band. I played, I wrestled varsity for three years I was football I did so many things I had so many good things going for me why would I let the opinions of 10 to 15 people totally deter from that just because they said something yeah that doesn't make any sense yeah and so when when you allow yourself to focus on what you do have and feel gratitude you no longer care about those accounts on Instagram that mean nothing because they're fake you no longer care about those things that are out of reach because you can feel happy for what you have you stop following those accounts that make you feel worse you delete TikTok because it's garbage yay <laughs> <laughs> uh, because those things just absolutely thank you thank, thank you. you those things just don't matter yeah and then, so once I got past that once I was you know no longer focusing on what they're doing just the kind of the, their comments kind of went in the background And they kind of just saw how stupid they were looking, trying to bully someone who just wasn't taking their crap, and they moved on. Yeah. Um, But I, you know, you still have that kind of, you know, mental damage. And it's hard to move past that. Sometimes people take it on other people. You know, bully victims often become bullies because they're like, oh, I need to just, I need to come back from this somehow. I'm going to be bigger. And they they take it out on someone. Instead, I tried focusing on serving you know, when I speak in schools, I talk about no focus, serve, know who you are, focus what you can control and what you do have, and then serve, serve your butts off. Because when you are trying to better someone else's life, you kind of forget about your own problems for a second. Amen. It kind of goes back in the background. Something that really, really hit this home for me in my childhood, I was getting ready to turn 16 years old. You know, my birthday is July 24th. It's a holiday here in Utah. Yeah, July 29th, fellow Leo. What's oh, up? Booyah. What's up? Um, <laughs> but I was getting ready for that and I was okay with it. I mean, at this point I'm like, you know, it's cool. All these fireworks are for you, Nate. <laughs> um, 16 is a big deal, especially over here in Utah. Cause it's like, man, I can date girls now. And like, I can drive a car now. Yeah. But at the same time I knew, hmm, I know not many people are probably going to want to go on a date with me. I don't have a lot of friends, but that's okay. Uh, my parents, eh, I think we might have enough money next week to apply for my driver's license. So yeah. it, it'll be cool. It's whatever. Um, well, that morning, my mom, she drove me down to Cortez um, to buy me an iPod Nano. Look it up, guys. Na- the, na- I know. the Nano. <laughs> but I was, This holds 200 songs. <laughs> You're like, what? And I was so excited. I'm like, oh, my gosh, an iPod. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And so she let me drive so I could get more driving hours, and we're going while we're gone. Unbeknownst to me, my older brother, he's older than me by two years. So this kid's 18. You know, he just graduated high school. Um, he called all the kids in the grade below me because they're a lot. They were a lot nicer to me than other kids. They never like consciously made an effort to like hang out with me, but they were nicer. Yeah. Um, and so he called them up and he's like, hey, guys, Nate really, really respects you guys. And he thinks of your friends and it would mean the world to him if you came by today and did a little birthday party for him. And so 
uh, we're coming back home from Cortez and I see a bunch of cars like around our house. I'm kind of confused. I'm like, well, you know, my brother or sister might have someone over that happens sometimes. Um, then I recognize some of the cars, some of my classmates and some of the people in the grade below me. I'm like, um, what's going on? And so I, we get, <laughs> we get to the house and, and, and I see people in my backyard. And at this point, I'm not used to a whole lot of like social positive interactions. You know, I feel like Megamind at the end when they're like swarming him to, he's like, get back everybody because like he's not <laughs> used to positive interactions. And so when I see all those people in the backyard, kind of like my fight or flight kicks on, I'm like, mom, why is there people in the backyard? I look again, I'm like, why are there girls in the backyard? <laughs> um, and then my brother opens up the gate. He's like, hey, we're here for you, bro. Happy birthday. And it was so fun, but I couldn't shake the feeling and seeing that my older brother was having so much more fun than I was. And it was my freaking birthday. <laughs> and that really stuck with me. I'm like, I have no clue what's going on with that. Fast forward two more years. It's my senior year. And when I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw a kid from our high school who used to be at our high school was now coming back. He had left to Oregon because he'd been bullied so much um, back to live with his grandma. He was coming back, back to Blanding. And I'm like, man, you're not feeling alone this time. Not on me. Yeah. Um, and so I called up the cross-country team that he was a part of before he left. I called up some of my friends that I knew were really nice people. Called up his parents. I'm like, hey, we're throwing a, a welcome home party for this kid. And we did it. And he came. And we said surprise. And he was so happy. And I could not. I couldn't believe how happy I was. Because I had been focusing so much on this kid, trying to make him feel loved. Trying to help him see that he has eternal worth. I'd totally forgotten that I didn't feel like I had many friends. I'd totally forgotten that, you know, I used to be that bullied kid because I was taking two seconds to serve someone else. Guys, if you really want to move past the bullies in your life, if you really want to let go, let go. Mm -hmm. Go help someone else. Those bullies are going to sink in the background. They're really going to sink because they don't know how to swim. Go one, one, th one thing I, uh, I love teaching kids is what you just said about that, which is if you're, if, if you're so focused on what everyone thinks about you and you're so focused on what people are saying about you, that, which again is something they, you have no control over whatsoever. And those are the things we have to stop worrying about. The things we have no control over. Um, if that's what you're thinking about, it's just going to eat you up and eat you up and eat you up. And you know, at that point, when the kid is in that position, if one or two people come up and say, you know what, don't worry about that. Like it's, you're, you're not those things. It, it almost doesn't even help. You know what I mean? All the negativity, one positive thing isn't going to help a whole lot. Uh, I had some kid message me. They were having a really hard time. This was a couple weeks ago. Um, and she was, I don't know if it was bullying or a combination of everything. And I said, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? What's your Venmo account? She's like, oh, I think it was a high schooler. And I was like, I'm going to give you 20 bucks. I'm just going to Venmo you 20 bucks. You know what I want you to do? I want you to go find someone to give this to or go do something nice. That's And then tell me how it was. And a couple of days later, she messaged me back. And I forgot what she said. But she she says it would change everything. Just being able to go see her help someone else and put her problems that she was having uh, on a shelf and be able to go do something nice. It, it is so hard to worry about your own problems, whether they be bullying or anything else when you're focusing on someone else uh, and serving others. So I love that. So get your kids to go and serve, do something good for someone else. Now you mentioned earlier, the bully, there's kind of two, uh, there's kind of two options for kids when they're being bullied that they either let it affect them. Uh, and that's the worst. Or they find a way to transform that into feeling almost bad for that person. How do you how, how do you teach kids this? How do you teach kids to say, don't let what they're saying affect you, which is really hard to do, uh, and and convert that into you know what? Just 
how do you get them to feel bad for that person? How do you, how do you teach them why they're doing this is because something is empty in their life? Um, well, w- w- it's basically you can become better or you can become bitter. Yeah. Mm. And I ask kids, like, how would you feel if every single day you were consumed with the most negative emotions on this planet? How would you feel if every single day the first thing you felt when you woke up was hatred, remorse, anger, and sadness? Would that be exhausting? Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, that, that would suck. I'm like, that is what you're choosing. If you choose to be bitter because of the actions of some tween 20 <laughs> years ago. Or you can become better. You can realize who you are. You can realize they're wrong. They don't know what they're talking about. And no matter what words they say, it cannot change that truth of what and who you are. And once you realize that, you can make the conscious decision to move past it and let go. It's your choice. Do you want to hang on to the anger your whole life or do you want to be free? That is your choice. Why don't kids ask for help? You're on the high school campus and oh, you see terrified. this all the time. They're terrified. They're what, terrified. What are they terrified of? Oh, they're bullies. They're like, you know, they they don't want any, they don't want repercussions for asking for help. Mm. And by the time that teachers see it, I mean, it's just been going on. When I was going through what I was going through, my parents, they, so many times, they're like, you know, we're just going to talk to the teacher. And they did a couple times in elementary school. And it 100% made things worse because the way that the school systems punish kids, okay, A, they're punishing the kids. And- that's only a, that's a short-term solution to a very long-term problem. You know, a slap yeah. on the wrist, go to detention, take this away. That's just fueling the fire. Makes it worse, yeah. Yeah. You know, when kids ask help, it's usually the parents um, that are <laughs> lashing out and, like, almost get mad at the kid for not telling them sooner. Like, why didn't you tell me sooner? And I'm like, do you want to burn all the bridges with yeah. your child person? Like, <laughs> if your child ever comes to you and says that they're getting bullied, or says that anything's happened in their life, that they've messed up anything, do not get mad. Yeah, That is the last thing that they need. Kids don't tell their parents because they don't want to make the situation worse. They don't see a, they don't see a, a reality in which if they tell, it's going to work out okay. You know, I had reached the point where I was like, I'm just going to survive high school. I'm just going to go under the radar and just lay low. Maybe no one's going to notice me. And then my dad sat me down and saved my life and prevented me from probably making the biggest mistake of my life. Just not living. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other reasons why kids are not reporting it. A, like we just said, if your kid doesn't tell you, it's because, number one, uh, they don't want the repercussions. Usually when they bring it up, if it goes to the school, if it goes to someone who's going to talk about it, uh, it gets piled on. Uh, kids will just open up another fake account and keep it going and make it worse. And still, uh, and still it it gets worse and worse. So, uh, understand that, uh, kids are afraid of being backlashed, give the backlash from the kids who bully them. Uh, bullying can be a very humiliating experience. I remember the worst bullying I ever got. I, I don't, I, I don't think I told him until I got married and told my wife about it. Uh, but I think for a lot of parts, the, the parents didn't realize that kids don't want to tell you because they're worried about your reaction, uh, right? I've had, I've had kids tell me uh, that they're being bullied so hardcore that they are self-harming or suicidal, and this is a huge issue. And when I ask them, I say, hey, why don't you tell, have you told mom, have you told dad? No, why haven't you? Number one response, if I tell them, they'll take away my phone. Oh my gosh. What are your thoughts on this? Okay, so, y'all... <laughs> 
If they take away your phone, that's a good thing. A, because it's probably a smartphone and it probably has a bunch of apps on it that's ruining your life. See, the thing is, when kids are cyberbullying you, mm-hmm. the best way to stop that is to cut it off. Cut it off. That's cut right. Cut it off at the head. You know, this ain't Hydra. Three heads aren't going to grow back where it comes back, okay? It's going to cut off and it's going to be gone. Yeah. And your life is going to be good. Yeah. You don't need Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and Yik Yak and whatever the heck you're coming <laughs> up with these days. You need your life. You need your childhood. Your phone, that thing is probably causing more problems than it's worth. It usually is, but it is their connection. Right? It is their connection. These same apps that are ruining their life from allowing bullying to ruin their life are the same apps they talk to their friends with. So what do we do in those situations, right? Yeah. And it will, A, you can block. Yeah. And delete for days. Here's the thing with a lot of with 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 Facebook and Instagram, there's a feature where you don't even have to open up the message. Yeah. It says, Hey, so and so wants to message you. Do you want to talk to them? If you don't know them, don't do it. Yeah. Delete it. Don't accept this request. Yeah. You know? Um, same with Instagram. People have a, a request to talk to you, you can delete it. You don't have to open up every single message that comes into your mailbox or your inbox or your instant DMs from people that you don't know. Please don't actually. Super dangerous. Don't open up those messages if you don't know them. Yep. Um, please don't let your kids open them if they, if they don't know somebody because we want to keep people safe. Yep. We want to keep people happy. And that is by living life that's in front of them. Yes, connect with your friends, but live your life. Yeah. I read an article or a research a while ago that said uh, that we as humans can only uh, mentally – and neurologically handle like 100 to 150 acquaintances. That's the most that we can handle. But somehow, thanks to the internet, thanks to social media, now we let uh, you know 1.5 billion humans on some of these apps access to us. That's why I like to tell parents, when you give your kid a smartphone, you're not just giving your kids access to the thoughts and the social expression of two, three billion humans that have smartphones. You are giving those people, you're giving one, two, three billion humans access to your kid. Oh, yeah. And being able to let them say anything they want to you. We were never designed for this. We were never designed to let everyone get to us. And I'm an adult. I'm 39. And I get bullied. I tell kids all the time. I get bullied. If you think kids are the worst, wait till you meet adults. Okay. If we wonder why kids are struggling with bullying. Have you ever been on Facebook, especially right now? Uh, It's the worst. I don't know how many people have been telling me, at least in the last couple of weeks, how many friends and adults they've had to block from them being uh, quote unquote bullied on these apps. And so um, we need to, we need to let our, uh, we need to understand that parents, when you give your kids access to these apps, that if they're not private, where they're only following their friends, uh, you're going to let everyone have access to your kid. And that is too, too much. What are your thoughts being on a high school campus about, uh, about this? Uh, And I know your kids are young, but uh, what are your thoughts on social media and these apps allowing kids to be bullied by anyone on the planet? Uh, It's, I mean, it's frightening. It's scary. Um, You know, at our school, we've had, uh, you know, people make attempts on their life um, yeah. because of the things that they're believing from someone. They, they don't know who it is because it's an anonymous account and from something that they, they read on this magic black box. Yeah. Like, that's not an eternal truth about themselves, but they're believing it. And these social media apps, they do service some good. I won't deny that. They let you connect with people. Sure, cool, yeah. Make it private. You don't, like you said, we're not designed for this. And so many kids, they have these iPhones and Androids and they have all this access to everything ever. And I'm sitting here like, okay, 
when's the last time you talked to your mom about anything? Yeah. Like, when's the last time you, like, I tell kids, try something. When you're sitting in your living room, look up. What's everybody looking at? Are they talking to each other or looking at their screens? If it is the latter, we need to change something inside the house. Yeah, bullies suck, but we need to stop accidentally raising them. We need to accident. We need to stop accidentally turning kids into bullies because of the way that they see their parents treat other people. Yeah. Because of the way they see their other parents treat someone online. Yeah. You know, they might see their parent might have a knee jerk reaction to something that someone posted that opposes their political views, and they see just how nasty that their parent was on Facebook, and they're like, "It is okay for me to be just as nasty." If it's something I feel passionate about, <laughs> spoiler alert, no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> people are people and everyone deserves kindness. Every yeah. single person in this world deserves kindness. I was speaking at a middle school in Davis County and, um, and I, you know, just basically told everybody that you deserve happiness. Everybody does delete whatever you need to delete, get all the toxicity out of your life. And this little sixth grader comes up after everyone's gone out and she's like, did you mean what you said? I'm like, what, that, that you deserve happiness? She's like, yeah. I'm like, of course I did. Are you a person in this world? You deserve happiness. You deserve the best life that you can do. And she just kind of started crying and just said thanks. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Guys, I just want to shout from the rooftops, yeah. you are worth the happiness. And if that means deleting every ounce of social media, or at least parents, if that means restricting every ounce of social media so that they can have what they need but nothing more, yeah. please do that. Yeah. Well, we could talk about that all. Oh, my gosh, so the cows come home. <laughs> um, one of the, uh, And I, I tell parents all the time, one of the th biggest reasons why I'm not letting my kids have access to these apps yet, my oldest is 14, is because I don't I don't need to let everyone have access to my child. No. Now going private too. A lot of times the worst bullying are amongst friends, and and I hear from parents all the time. Friends and girls and boys, gosh, they can be so mean. They can be so mean. Why Why do you think that there's such a lack of empathy, in a lot of our youth today, um, where they're being meaner through their phones or through face to face even. Well, I think it's because they're not used to human interaction as they are so much used mm. to, like, being on their phones. I mean, if they send a text message, they know where to put the commas and the emojis. And, like, I'm thinking back to my cell phone. It was, like, you know, the, the T9 with the sideways smiley faces. And, yeah, like, you know, they they rely on their sense of emotion from their phones and texting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a joke, this kind of reminds me there. Someone said, you know, some of those Star Wars movies, they're written from R2-D2's point of view, so that's why there's no emotion in acting in the prequels. <laughs> um, but but I feel like that's kind of why kids have a lack of empathy or emotion at all. And when they are introduced to emotion, like when their phone gets taken away, things like that, they don't know what it is. Like, whoa, I don't know how to handle this, and they just blow out. Mm. It's okay. I think we need to help our kids experience more emotions regularly. Yes. We don't need to coddle them. They can experience sadness. They can experience the feeling of anxiety. They can experience these feelings that are real, that they need, so that when they experience them, they know what they are. And I think, I, well, I know our phones are slowly, these kids are not knowing emotion. Yeah. Because of how much they're on their phone. Let them feel the yuck. Let them feel this. Every kid needs to go through this. Oh, yeah. There's a place for bullying, right? If you don't believe me, listen to Chris Rock's routine about that. 
how because of bowling, we have innovation. We have, so many people are going through their entire lives, creating amazing products, innovating like crazy because they're sticking it to their old junior high bully. My next question for you is this though, is everything bullying? I think, I don't know what year it was, but I think around 2000 ish, there was this change, especially on school campuses where it, it, everything was bullying now. If someone says something you don't like, bring it to the teacher and we'll deal with it. If someone uh, is mean to you, bring it to us so we can deal with it. Nah. And that's where, and, and so kids are being raised in this. If I don't feel good about what someone said, that's bullying, they're a bully, and I need to take that to an adult to solve that. Yeah. What has this done <laughs> well, it's, to our kids? It's made kids think that anything someone does that they don't agree with or they feel like anyone's been unkind to them, that that person is horrible, A, and that they need to, that person needs to change. Well, yes, unkindness ain't great. Bro, you can be a little bit more resilient than that. Not every act of unkindness is bullying. And that's a thing that I talk about all the flipping time because yeah. I'm like, yeah, as a bully victim, it sucks. But dude, just because you got picked last in dodgeball one week, it doesn't mean you're getting bullied. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're worth anything less either. I think kids are allowing so many different things that don't matter determine their self-value, whether it be followers, whether it be, whether it be if they got an F on their report card. Mm -hmm. So many things that honestly don't determine their value, they're letting determine their value. Um, I want to ask you about this. Um, is bullying a school issue? I get uh, a lot of parents. I got one just two days ago of a mom. She said, my daughter's been bullied, cyber bullied. I have video footage of proof of it. And I took it to the school and they didn't do anything about it. And my response to her was, that's because it's not a school issue. No, it's not. Especially, okay, if it's happening on school property, yes. yes it, then is, it is. It is school issue. It is It is definitely our problem because we, we promise to do our best to keep your children safe. If it happens on the interwebs, we have no jurisdiction yeah. over there. That's on the weekend, my my daughter was bullied by him on Snapchat, and then the kids at this school got involved, and then they sent this. You need to expel all of them. What's the what is the flaw of this thought process for <laughs> for parents? Well, how, so how how is your kid becoming stronger? How how are, how is your kid becoming stronger if you take away all the adversity yeah. instead of cutting down anyone that opposes your child? How about teaching your child that they're enough so that when adversity comes up, they know that it's not true. How about teaching your child the skills needed to bounce back from these things so that when those things happen, they know that life is going to be okay. How about focusing on other people's kids and how they parent? How about focusing on how you parent your kid yeah. and what they know about themselves? Do you think that they should get involved with the other parents of the kids who are the offending bullies, quote unquote, have a meeting parent to parent talk about this? It, it depends on a case-by-case -case basis. In mm. some instances, maybe. Maybe if it's been going on for so long and the parents have no clue, maybe. But for the most of the time, no. Yeah. Most of the time, most of the time, the bullies probably stop if we stopped caring. Now we get, yeah. like you said, we can't just say ignore it because yeah. it's, it's happening. You can't, you need to acknowledge things that are happening in your life. You know, those feelings are real and you need to process them. But, it's not who you are yeah. and you don't need to believe what they say. Yeah. If it, if it is something obviously criminal, well, if there's uh, if there's something like that, obviously, uh, obviously. The, the schools or the authorities need to get involved, but parents let's stop putting more on the teachers and on the school districts and on the administrators to not just teach and raise our kids to be good people, but also 
manage all the bully, uh, bullying in their lives too. Some of the signs of kids being bullied, I want parents to understand. Um, uh, I had a school nurse at a middle school somewhere say in the last five to six years, the amount of kids who are not coming to school, uh, missing a day because, quote unquote, their tummy hurts or they feel sick or something like that, uh, has skyrocketed. Um, there's a lot of times when kids are staying home set, telling you, parents, mom, I don't feel good. I got a tummy ache when it's not a tummy ache. Something's happening at school. What are your, uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, well, I think that parents need to cut through the crap Yeah. sometimes that sometimes I know, I know you love Johnny so much and I know you just want to make him feel so happy and loved at home and you do, but you need to confront little Johnny when he's lying about when he doesn't want to come to school. If he said, I don't want to come to school because there's bullies at school, well, then we can talk about that. Yeah. But you can't just just coast by and think it'll all just sort out. I'm just going to let my kids stay home for a few days. Things will be okay. No, we cannot enable self-destructive behavior. Mm-hmm. We need to help our kids, not hand them crutches and never let them heal. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to need to step on that foot. Even after it got broken, even after it gets healed, you gotta you gotta work out that foot. You gotta keep on going. Yeah, you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna heal, and you're gonna move forward. Yep. What uh, What does it teach your kids when maybe they're saying, "I don't want to go to school because I don't I, I don't feel good. I got a tummy ache." And then you talk and you probe and you and you find out, well, someone said something mean to them, and you say, "You know what? Why don't we just stay home today?" What are, What is that teaching kids? Right? Oh, it's teaching them your bullies are stronger than you. Yep. It's teaching them you actually aren't enough and so i'm scared for you so i'm not i'm gonna keep you home because i don't think you can handle it and we're just gonna do that it honestly does it's worse for their self-confidence than going to school and getting bullied because now they think my own parents don't believe in me yeah yeah now uh i want to finish up by talking about what parents uh need to make sure they're doing and not doing to raise bullies uh, like you said earlier, bullies raise bullies. Bullies come from bullies a lot of times. And, and kids don't hear us, they see us. And sadly, I think thanks a lot to the internet, we've all, people become a lot meaner. Uh, we have people in political, uh, stand, high political standings that are pretty much big bullies. And we have people in the community that have big standings that can be kind of bullies. I, I've, I've had parents come up to me at parent nights and say, oh, hey, are you going to address bullying? Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about the kids. No, no, with adults. What do you mean? Oh, we have this uh, like neighborhood or city uh, Facebook page or for the school that's like moms of something or dad or parents of something. And basically all it is is where parents come just scream and yell at each other or complain. I've, I've, I've been in places where they said, oh, we had a, a family take out a full page ad in a newspaper, which they, they still exist, basically complaining about something the school was doing or complaining about something in the neighborhood or about one person. Um, so what do, what, what do parents need to do? What are they doing right and doing wrong to make sure they're not or they are raising a bully? Um, well, I think, I think parents need to audit their behavior. They need to audit themselves. They need to look at what how their interactions on social media and different things. Because, guys, your kids can see what you're saying on social media. If you, yeah. If you think they can't, they can. If you think, oh, no, I'm not friends with my kid. Yeah, your, your kid found out a way, okay? They're smarter than you. Sorry, yeah. they are. Especially when it comes to smartphones, they're smarter than you. Yes. Um, and so... If they see, like I said before, if they see you treating someone bad on social media, they're going to copy you. They are going to mirror your behavior because guess what? For better or worse, you are their role model. Even if they, if even if you think they hate your guts, 
you are still their role model and they will mirror your behavior. So I think first off, parents need to audit their behavior and how they treat each other and how they treat people on social media. Now, also, I think that parents need to, like we talked before, address it and not, 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 not give more power to the bullies yeah. and, you know, let their kid go to school say, Hey, no, you can stand up to the bully. If something happens, have no shame in walking straight to the principal and saying, hey, yo, someone just shoved me in a locker yep. and someone had to let me out. I think that is not right, and I really think this needs to be pursued. Have no shame in that. We need to teach our kids to be courageous, and they're going to learn that from us. If they see us being courageous, if they see us calling people out when we see someone treating someone else wrong, they're going to have the courage to do the same. That's huge right there. We have so many opportunities as parents, especially right now in this world with what's going on, to be able to vocalize and call out when we see bad things happening. To stand up and tell our kids, say, hey, do you see what's going on over here? How do you feel about that? Here's how I feel about that. And to be able to teach with words and to be able to guide our kids through this. Yesterday uh, was Sunday and our and we talked with our kids for at least an hour, hour and a half about the riots and the protesting and all this stuff mm -hmm. and the racism that's that is uh, where everyone's talking about right now. That's heartbreaking. We have the opportunity, and it was really important. It was it was awesome to hear my my nine year old when I said, "Hey, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? Look at this photo. Look at these people. How do you feel about that?" And for us as the parents to be able to say how we feel about it. And to be able to stand up. Kids, all of this stuff is, it, kids aren't born bullies. No. They're not born to hate. They're not born to feel like they need to have control over someone else. This is all something they're taught or something, uh, you know, that is, they see around them. Bullies are bred. Bullies are bred, exactly. And I know parents aren't necessarily trying to turn their kids into this, but we have got to, uh, we have got to wake up and be more aware oh, yeah. of, of how we are doing. Uh, my favorite book on this is a book called Unselfie. Uh, it was written by Michelle Borba. Love that name. Uh, it's entitled Unselfie, Why Empathetic Kids Succeed in Our All About Me World. Uh, fantastic book if you want to teach your kids how to be empathetic in a world where we're losing empathy. That's the thing I'm scared of. I, one of the top things I'm scared most about is this generation of young people who have spent their entire develop, developmental years learning how to communicate and resolve conflict through screens, from behind screens, from bedrooms, where they don't see people's reactions, where they can say whatever they want with little to no repercussions. Um, I'm worried what's going to happen if we do not change this. Uh, we need our kids to be able to not just have good behavior modeled by us, but also to be able taught how to have empathy, because that's what it comes down to. Oh, yeah. Kids are gonna kindness. Have, exactly. They're going to have hard times and they're going to want to take it out on people. That's what we all do, oh, yeah. right? Um, if we're not teaching this, we can't expect the schools to teach it. We have got to teach it. Absolutely. Uh, any, any parting thoughts, uh, final thoughts on this? Guys, you are all worth it. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking about anything right now that you aren't worth it, I want to stop you right now in your tracks. You are worth it. Every single thing that is happening in your life, it is turning you into the kind of person that you are meant to be. And it is turning you into the best person that you can possibly be. Please become bitter. Don't become bitter. And please don't go. We want you. You are loved. Amen. We need you here. Uh, parents, please look out for those signs. Uh, kids are really good at hiding uh, how they feel about something. Uh, if you see a change in behavior, if you see them uh, going and... Uh, to their bedrooms a lot more, behind closed doors, if you notice a change in how they eat and their appetite, uh, headaches, any of this kind of stuff. If you see items missing, 
you know, uh, these are things that kids are, you know, very good at hiding. We call it the filter world. And so they're uh, the filter generation. They're very good at filtering their feelings. Uh, everything has to be perfect to the world. They're, they're front facing. Everything's perfect in my life when behind the screen, they could be really, really struggling. And it's up to us. We have to be good villagers. We have to, uh, I think we need to do a better job at, at worrying about other people's kids when we see things. If, you, if you're the parent where your kids are open to telling you stuff about what's going on with their friend group and you see something wrong, we have to be able to reach out to that parent. Uh, and since our kids don't want to sell out their friends, we have to be able to, to reach out and, and be better villagers here. Uh, so how can people find out more about what you're doing with Bullies Be Gone? Well, so I'm a, I'm an, I'm, I'm, I'm on Instagram, um, bulliesb.gone. Um, I'm there. I post uh, five times a week or something. Try yeah. not to be on during the weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, most of my videos go up on YouTube a little bit now and then, but most of my stuff, I'm all over Instagram. Very good. So go check out what Nate's doing. Have your kids read what he's doing on bulliesb, B-E dot gone on Instagram. And if you want to have him reach, uh, reach out to Nate to have uh, him come talk to your, your kids or your church group or your school or your baseball team or whatever it is, uh, he would be a really awesome person uh, to have uh, talk to your kids. Thank you so much for coming down to my studio today. Uh, to find out more about what I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram at Colin Karchner. Uh, go home, be safe, teach your kids, love your kids, give them a big eight second hug. We'll see you next time. Thank you.